You, me, the others. There's an attack coming from far away. Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. The others, where are they? Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. It's on him. Organic and biomechatronic body parts. He's a cyborg. You should probably move. Barry Allen. Whoever you're looking for, it's not me. He's a Batman. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. Superpowers again? I'm rich. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. My turn. Come together. Right now. Come together. Right Shall we? It's good to see you playing well with others again. Just like a bat. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Welcome to They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We're also proud members of Geek Vibes Nation. You can go visit them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Called This a Movie. I am Dan Aquino, and I am joined by my good friend, Mark Myers. Say hello, Mark. Oh, boy. I made a mistake when I asked you to do this movie today. But I think the I world am, made a mistake. Yeah, I'm excited to do this podcast. Don't get me wrong. It was a mistake. Um, it's not a bit. I just want to get something out of the way that has nothing to do with the movie. Um, I watched it streaming on TNT's app, uh, which means I had commercials. Oof. So I watched Just League. You're going to get into specifics in a second with commercials because you can't skip them on the app. Oh, God. It, it added, like, 15 minutes to the movie. But Love then again, it. that's only half of what the Snyder Cut, right? Oh, right. When I digress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this, uh, this week we watched the Justice League at the behest of our good friend, Anthony Del Vecchio. He cannot be with us today, unfortunately. He is recovering from some surgery. <laughs> no, he's, he's doing fine. He'll be back next week, hopefully. <laughs> right, very much alive to boss us around next week. Uh, but get well soon, Ant. Uh, 
because you have to edit this podcast. Um, so yeah, as Mark alluded to, we are covering 2017's Justice League, or the Justice League, uh, starring Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, and Ezra Miller, as well as, why can't I remember his name? Jason Momoa. Jason of course. Momoa Jason Momoa. Amy Adam. There's so many. There's so many. So many. But yeah, and, and by the way, can I say that it's been three years that we've been hearing about the Snyder Cut? Feels like an eternity, dude. I th- <laughs> I thought this movie came out ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. The, the CGI I had... backs that up, by the way. The CGI is terrible in the movie. We sat down and we watched this hunk of junk. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it twice. I saw it in theaters where I was very disappointed, just as disappointed the second time. How many times have you gotten to see this, Mark? This is my first time. First time. So I, I haven't seen Batman v Superman either. So I that's why I text you. I was like, spoilers for Batman v Superman. I was like, did Superman die at the end of Batman v Superman? <laughs> because and, and... they opened this movie with that. Right, and that's part of the problem with Justice League, and we'll I'm going to yeah. touch on that in a little while. I'm going to get it, but yeah, but objectively, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice is the better movie. Uh, it the pot the plot is still kind of incoherent, but it's not a jumbled mess like the Justice League. But I digress. We're going to get into that. Uh, yeah, it, so it's it's like it's like the old South Park joke of you know like. Uh, choosing between a douche and a turd sandwich right between batman v superman and justice league it it always baffles me and i think because anthony will always say you know everything's a cult and i think there's no better example than the Zack snyder movie man of steel batman v superman and justice league obviously with joss whedon taking over for Zack Snyder due to family issues, you know, very unfortunate what happened, obviously, and we wouldn't dare make fun of what happened there, but, you know, people really, really die on this DC hill where, you know, are the movies terrible sometimes, but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's blind patriotism towards these movies where there there are no flaws. Yeah, so here's my... I had mentioned to you in the pre-show, I don't know how much of a hot take this is, but um, the one thing I noticed, this being the first DC film besides Suicide Squad and, you know, Harley Quinn, and, you know, this is like, this was supposed to be their Avengers, these two movies. I didn't see, you know, this is my first of those two saying. They don't seem to, I think the word I used is, they don't seem to trust or understand the characters. Now, I'm not saying from a, like, comic book, like, they need to stay faithful to comic book because we've seen Marvel not do that, and it turned out wonderful. Right. Um, what I mean is, if these characters are supposed to be brooding and emotional and, you know, a lot darker and, you know, live in that film noir kind of gutter, um, especially Batman um, mm. is supposed to live in, let them live there. They try too much to be Marvel in certain aspects where they think what people want. Example, um, I'll just start here because it's my main topic. Um, And one of the reasons why I was interested in Justice League outside of the superhero thing is um, it all comes to pass with, uh, you know, Ezra Miller's performance as The Flash. Now, Ezra Miller is amazing as an actor. Every other movie I've seen him in, he gets, you know, the character. I mean, he's got two completely different performances. You have, you know, we need to talk about Kevin, where he plays a really dark murder, serial murderer child. Um, and then there's, you know, Perks of Being a Wallflower, where he plays the affable, lovable Patrick in that movie, and always quick and witty. 
And for some reason, now I don't know much about the Flash, so I could be talking out of my ass completely here. Um, but they introduced this whole backstory with the father and it killing his mother, but it was frame job and all that stuff that I guess I'm supposed to know if I know Barry Allen. But what they do, instead of making that character like more of a, you know, hard hitting, you know, sort of dive into that character, they they try to make him like this uh socially awkward, no friends sort of, you know, trying to be the funny man in the movie. And it just doesn't work. Um because no one else in the group wants to be funny. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. essentially the Peter Parker to the Justice League and th- that's what how yeah. they make him out to be now. Uh, in the comics, he is a smart aleck. Uh, he's, you know, he's fast mouth, fast moving man. And he uses yeah. that humor to kind of throw his enemies off balance. But you're right here. It just comes off as really annoying because no one else is buying into it. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the the main problem was they were playing catch up to Marvel. So yeah. instead of establishing, you know, larger than life character, you kind of just throw Cyborg in there. You throw Aquaman in there. You throw the Flash in there. And we don't have a feel for them yet. Uh, yeah. Cyborg is not a doom and gloom character. Uh, a lot of people will probably know him best from the Teen Titans cartoon or even the comic books. He he made a name for himself on Teen Titans. And he's more of a, you know, he's like a jock kind of guy. And he's fun loving. He's, you know, booyah. That's his, that's his catchphrase. We get it here, but it's like, it's so forced. And it's, it, everything is just a jumbled mess. That's the best way to put it feels like three of the characters in this movie are basically starring in part of their origin film more than starring in the ensemble film. Like, I think that's what makes Avengers great, um, is that I believe all the main characters, maybe all of them in the first Avengers, all had their, whatever you think of the Ed Norton, um, all had their solo movie out before that came to play. So the whole... Barry Allen happened to show you that he's quick witted, you know, fast with a quick quote, you know, making jokes about this eat a lot because he runs a lot of calories off, you know, all that stuff um, hasn't been established yet. So when you have Diana and Bruce and Clark for as little as he's in it um, already established and have this devastating backstory from the last movie, um, they don't mesh. Um, even Jason Momoa, who might be the best of the three new characters, um, just seems, they seem like two separate in this movie. And I think there's a lot of DC, like you said, trying to play catch up, um, in this. Cause I, there's, I'm watching this movie and it's not so much that, you know, there's nothing there. Like there's, there feels like so much wasted potential. Like my two favorite scenes in the movie, um, and they're real short are, you know, Diana and Bruce after they resurrect, I think it's after they resurrect Superman. Um, and they're having that conversation, uh, you know, where she pops his shoulder back in and all that, you know, and they just let the emotion breathe that they built in the last movie. And then they also do it a little later with um, uh, Lois and Clark back in back on the farm. And I'm like, why didn't they do more of that? You have a two-hour movie here and you spend most of it like getting the band together and making jokes like you don't what was the point of that first movie if you weren't going to you know use any of the emotion from it i don't know you've seen the first movie so i don't know if 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 i'm correct in my thinking here but that's all i kept feeling watching this i'll tell you one thing before we go into our promos and the plot this movie is 
this movie produced two good things, only two good things. One is the cover of the the uh, the poster, which is based off the Alex Ross painting of the Justice League. That's yeah. fire, awesome. And the come together cover from Gary Clark Jr. is okay. it slaps, as yeah. Anthony would say, our good friend Anthony. Uh, and that's it. That's the only two good things about this yeah. movie. But uh, so what do you say, Mark? We uh, yeah. we're gonna dive into it now. So. Uh, before we do, just giving a quick shout out to our good friend Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. I lost the plug for it, and I've said it enough times where you think I would know it, but I my brain capacity is very limited. So just going to give a quick shout out to Tia and her podcast, The Top Ten with Tia, where her and her friends have a weekly podcast where they cover the top ten uh, movie subjects. This week it was the top ten Quentin Tarantino mo- uh, moments, oh. so go check that out. It's a weekly podcast. He is a good friend of our podcast, and she's just a good person all around. Yeah, I, wa- I wonder if she'll... I heard somebody promote a podcast they have, if she'd be willing to branch out from movies and television. Somebody said they do a podcast with their friends, like top five lists, and they did top five hose head settings. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if she's looking for some special episodes of doing really wacky topics like that, but it just made me laugh and made me think of her podcast when I heard that promo. There's only one way to find out. We'll yes. uh, we'll get in touch with her afterward. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to step away for a little bit. We're going to hear some words from friends of the podcast, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parley of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and Parley Points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more... Or you could tell him about the time I kicked your ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him Do about I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. Oh man, I love those guys. I'm a big fan of their show. Yeah, you get it's a always chance... great to have great friends to listen to our podcast and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. If you get a chance, go listen to them. Just, uh, you know, you got to support the small podcasters. That's what I always say. That's my motto. Yep. All right, so we're going to jump into 2017's Justice League, budget of $300 million, cumulative worldwide gross of $657 million. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 40%. That's a, a very a very paltry 40. Uh, and an IMDb score of 6.4. All right, so we open up with some bad CGI explaining Steppenwolf, how he's trying to take over the world using three mother boxes. We get a big... Uh, big battle shot of Atlanteans, Amazonians, men, and a Green Lantern. I guess the Corps couldn't spare more than one Green Lantern, unfortunately. But that was pretty cool. It was. I remember being in the movie 
seeing the Green Lantern come around. I was like, oh, that's cool. Green Lantern's going to be in this. But that was it. <laughs> so Steppenwolf winds up losing, and the mother boxes are separated. One going to the Amazonians, one to the Atlanteans, and one goes to the world of men who just decide to bury theirs in the dirt somewhere. Meanwhile, the Amazonians yeah. and the Atlanteans have theirs kept in like a big you know, palace surrounded by guards. And it's just like men, right? We're like, oh, just throw it in the ground. <laughs> so we fast forward to present day where the world is still mourning the death of Superman, which is weird because the last movie, most people hated him in Batman v Superman. A lot of people thought he was a false god. And yeah, he, he wasn't exactly in the uh, public's best. Tr- uh, I guess they didn't trust him very well. Yeah, they had, they had this tracking shot. Um, which is when the text came out, just comes up and the, and the paper just says Superman is dead. Right. <laughs> and it just keeps going, and I'm like, wait, what? They there wasn't even like a reference like at all in that opening. Yeah, I, they're really banking on you seeing Batman v <laughs> Superman. <laughs> and then we we really we just get like a slow mo montage of people being shitty to each other. You know, people stealing, fighting. There's wars going on. You know, yeah. Donald Trump is the president. It's just, oh, Superman, yeah. you let us down. Yeah, why, why, did, why did you leave us, big, powerful uh, alien man? Which is insane, because the whole point of him dying was to inspire hope in the world. You know, like, he sacrificed himself so that we could live, and then we just devolve into, you know, animals. Uh, so, yeah. Then we cut to Gotham City, where Batman is hunting a burglar, which is a pretty cool scene in itself, and... You know, it, it's very Batman-esque, and I think they did a good job with it where he's, you know, he's there for a second, the burglar sees him, and he looks away, and then Batman's gone, and then the yeah. next scene, Batman shows up and captures him. But then we find out he's using the criminal as bait because somehow he figured out that the parademons are attracted to fear. Now, it's never explained how he figured that out. <laughs> uh, I know he's the world's greatest detective, but... <laughs> Could have used a little bit of backstory there, something instead of him just saying they're they're attracted to fear. The one thing I love in this movie is how much they shit on Batman. About I, I have that in being, my notes. Being the only one without superpower, and it is perfect. It's how I would write the Justice League movie. It's just sort of like everybody go, "What the fuck are you doing here?" There's <laughs> there's a cool scene in the animated movie. Uh, I think it's. Uh, Apocalypse War, where Green Lantern says, wait a minute, you're not just a guy in a bat costume, are you? And, you know, Bruce turns around and smiles. But in the animated movie, he's actually badass, whereas in this movie, he's kind of like a joke. He holds his own against uh, a lot of stronger enemies. In a a better told story, you could have this be the explanation of going, hey, Bruce is human. He's going to break down and get old. <laughs> like, he can't, you know, he's got to figure things out. Right. Um, yeah, he can't keep it up for much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would have been a great subplot in this movie is just him, except he alludes to it like three times and then that's it. Right. The rest of the time yeah. they just shit on him. Yeah, he makes a big speech later on in the movie saying he can't lead. But, eh, it's kind of just thrown in there, like you said. So Batman yeah. captures the Parademon. And it conveniently explodes, leaving the exact shape of the mother boxes. Now, that was like my first facepalm moment in the movie. They're actually second behind the aforementioned CGI Superman yeah. lip. Yeah. I was like, why do they explode leaving behind the mother boxes? Are they, is that just like a conveniently placed uh, plot hole? Like, oh, this is yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. For, for those of us no who played 
I believe, I think it's Dark Souls 2. Um, that scene reminded me of uh, what's called the Pharaoh's Lockstones. It's mm-hmm. actually a, a thing that you find stones throughout the world and you put it in there and then the wall disappears and there's something behind it, either terrible or great. It's Dark Souls. Okay. Um, but, the, but it's a three you know, eye hole. You put the stone in the mouth part. It, it sounds more plausible I, than this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like that was in the world, but that was the first thing I thought of when it exploded and I left behind. I was like, huh. So, <laughs> was like, so now that facepalm moment is followed up immediately with another facepalm moment where Batman jokes around with the burglar who he just captured and then he just leaves. He leaves the burglar behind to... You know, do as he you got pleases. Bigger, you got bigger fish to fry. Right. Probably burgle again. So burgle again. It, <laughs> Batman is slipping in his old age. Yeah. Uh, next, we get to Steppenwolf. He is attracted to Earth being vulnerable since Superman's death. And he arrives in Amazon where we get another poorly rendered CGI scene and him capturing the first mother box. Yeah. Yeah. This this entire scene, um, a lot of this, I, I don't know... It's one of those things where I feel slightly weird about, you know, when I criticize the Marvel movies, I've seen most of the lead-up movies. Um, I didn't see many of the DC ones. Um, so I'm like, I guess maybe this Wonder Woman scene would have hit better if I'd seen Wonder Woman. But Not it really. Just, it just, it, it, it's like one of those moments where you just go, oh, that's right. The, the, do, do they make, again, I'm trying not to make you remember Batman v Superman and trying to talk too much about it, but I think it's relevant. Um, got any conversation with Justice? Do they make any reference to these boxes in the other two and in, in in that movie? Um, yes. At the end okay. of Batman v Superman, we do get a. I think it was a deleted scene of Steppenwolf coming okay. down. But again, I think it was a it was deleted scene. Okay. So yes and no. Okay. But because that was you my first. Didn't thought. have to see it to really have this scene. I, it wasn't even that. It's like. It's like how things are introduced in... I keep going back to Marvel because it's the apples-to-apples comparison. Right. You know, um, whenever they introduce something, most of the time, there are some mistakes because they're not perfect. Um, It's always... It's not a surprise. It's not like all of a sudden, oh, yeah, that thing that's well into the plot, oh, yeah, it's been here all along, you know, sort of thing. At some point, you you can sort of follow that or you see it in in a post-credit scene or something. You know, like I'm thinking Thor's hammer and things like that. Yeah, yeah, they they you leave know? you the the breadcrumbs and you yeah. it's easy to follow along. That, this is why, just kind of yeah. you have that's to. That's why know. I was wondering if those boxes were like like when they were touring, you know, Amazonia. Did they did I? You probably have to watch the movie again to be honest. Um, like they walk by and go, oh, that's the room where Mother is kept or something like that. Nope, or, not a mention yeah. in, in <laughs> okay. Wonder Woman or Batman v Superman really. It's just, yeah, they throw it at you, and you're supposed to know. But, okay. yeah, it's The, the cool thing about this um, fight scene, um, besides the fact that, you know, it, even though they get their ass kicked, it just shows how uh, badass the Amazonians are, that this thing is just kicking everyone's ass, but they're still, like, shooting it and riding it and going, yeah, I'm going to be the one to take them down. Um, to be honest with you, this movie does a great disservice to the Amazonians. Uh, okay. Wonder Woman does a much better job of showing you their their capabilities okay. and their culture. So this was just kind of to show, to, to introduce Steppenwolf, really, and present the big bad is back. And he, God, he looks awful. He looks so bad. He looks like a PlayStation yeah. 3 villain. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it. 
he popped in. I was like, oh, that's the big villain? Yeah. Okay. And, of course, he comes in a big blue light. And we've never seen that in movies. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's just this whole this whole opening scene, and I'll take the whole thing up into the you know the the mother box in in Amazonia as a you know probably something that seemed better on paper maybe or maybe they and and this again is not a way of saying you know the reason we're doing this with the announcement of the Snyder cut. But maybe things were taken out that would have made it better. Now, I don't know if it's a thing where, um, like, a final cutting room floor thing, sort of, or, like, in the writing process, the writer, you know, was like, ah, we don't really need that scene. I don't you give know, them any that. credit. I think what you got is pretty much what was planned. Uh, yeah, I think a but... lot of bad decisions could have been made in terms of what to highlight and what not to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know the writing process, when you're trying to edit yourself, um, you know, sometimes you make good decisions, sometimes you don't, sure. but the, uh, they seem to make all the wrong decisions in this. Um, and I can't even see the reasonings behind it. Um, like, like I, I, for the first time in the history of a movie, I would have liked a good five minute exposition scene from someone <laughs> explaining what the hell was going on outside of, like they do it real quick when I think it's, it's, is it Diana's explaining it? Yeah, at at one point, Diana explains to Bruce, like, the whole history of what's going on. Yeah, but it's, like, it's, like, done so quickly. Like, like, I would like to have seen of them all together and her, I know it seems really cheesy, her in front of some kind of screen or something, um, going, this is Steppenwolf. Like, I'm doing the minority report thing. (laughs) No. You know, you know, and just, like, because half of these, like, um, we'll get into it later, but half of the time, like, there's no intro outside of this is him, this is him, let's go. Like, there's no introductions or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a perfect example of them introducing this whole villain that, you know, is barely explained, even in the movie. Um, right. There's a lot of mistakes <laughs> with this and a lot of untapped potential. But I digress. Continue with the plot. No, oh, no worries. So after that scene, we cut to Wonder Woman stopping a museum heist because all of a sudden we have wandered into the Thomas Crown affair. You know, all those high-tech museum heists that still go down in the world today. Uh, And then she receives a warning from her mother that Steppenwolf has returned. So she winds up joining with Bruce to begin their Nick Fury search to recruit fellow heroes, Barry Allen, Arthur Curry, and Victor Stone. Yeah, so this whole moment, um, they they try and be a little too clever with the writing. I mean, I love the Wonder Woman scenes real great where she sort of, you know, uh, stops the... It looks like they were just going to blow, they would just want to cause chaos because they thought the world should go back to, you know, the beginning of the time and all that. Because the holy fear or whatever the guy says um, is what the world needs right now. Um, and, and It just seemed just, like a, an unnecessary way to introduce Diana. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> we, we hey, have to throw woman, in an bing, 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 yay. Right. But the, but I, the, the good introduction, um, which is probably what they should have done originally, um, was, you know, with the, I, 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 lo- I, it's one of, it's one of the moments where I'm like, okay, whenever they wrote the, like this section of dialogue, they got it. Like they go, oh, we need to sound the warning flame or whatever they call it. And someone goes, what well, has been lit in 5,000 years? Do you think, you know, men will even know what that means when you do it? And all, you know, uh, you don't, you don't even tweets. need men to know what it means. You need Wonder Woman to know what it means. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically she goes, she goes, 
I don't care about men, she'll know. And right. I'm like, that's a great line. Like, I was like, I get it. Okay. And they could have introduced, you know, Wonder Woman that way. Like, just done that scene. Right. Um, yeah. You, you go from Steppenwolf capturing the mother box to uh, the queen saying, you know, we have to, we have to warn her. Like, oh, do you think she'll know? Like, she'll know. And then they, you know, they set the warning. And then you can cut to Bruce doing his thing with Alfred in the plane where they have the conversation about Diana and they make the snarky response like, oh, do you want me to send a note that says check yes or no um, for it? Um, And then he can go, you know, do what he has to do. And then Diana shows up, you know, like she does. Like, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's my thing where it it was meant they, they wanted those moments. They want the like cheering at the movie theater. Like Wonder Woman comes on screen, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that you movie, know. this movie severely lacked uh, applause breaks. I'll say, yeah, um, they wanted them, but oh, yeah. they didn't get right. Yeah, well, bad bad pacing and all that, and bad writing. But so now the the next part kind of I don't understand how it works. So uh, Bruce and Diana they split up trying to recruit the team members. So Bruce travels to an undisclosed location. I I, f- I forget what the town is, but he's recruiting Aquaman. So he leaves Gotham. He has yeah. a clean, th- a clean-shaven face. He arrives in the fishing village, full beard. Was he gone for months? <laughs> I, don't you think Steppenwolf would have finished by now, <laughs> if that were the case? Yeah, I, <laughs> right. yeah, I wonder. I have to. Not that I will watch it again, but just to see the explanation there. But even that, that scene could have been so much better. Um, in that I. Jason Momoa is real good in it, by the way. Just being like that sort of he knows he knows that Bruce is looking for him and that Bruce mm-hmm. kinda knows it's him that he's looking for, but he's still gonna be a dick the entire time. You know what I mean? Right. With that. Um, because he obviously stands out amongst the people in that room. Um, but the 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 whole thing they could have done it a lot better, like not even have him there, you know, well, have him do his whole speech in front of the Icelandic people. And, you know, they sort of shoo him away or something. And, you know, I don't know. It was just just having him there is just like, okay, I know who that is. Like, (laughs) I I just like how he immediately tells Aquaman that he's Batman and Aquaman doesn't even seem to really like, oh, guy dresses like a bat. Cool. Like, uh, come on. He just revealed his secret identity for for nothing. Well, yeah, Again, if they would have done Batman. Aqu- did Aquaman come out first before this? Or? No, it came out. I think okay. it came out twenty eighteen. Yeah, if they would, it, it's like the same thing with Flash when we get to him next. Um, right. If they would have done the origin movie beforehand, you could have explained why, and maybe they do an Aquaman because I haven't seen it. Maybe they explain why he's kind of nonchalant about. Oh yeah, this guy is like you know revealed his secret identity to me. Right. Like oh well. You know, be, whatever. You know, like, like without that explanation, you're just kind of like, does he like see superheroes all the time? Well, I was like, gonna say it would make more sense for for Aquaman to just be like, I have no clue who that is. I live fifty thousand miles under the sea, yeah. dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I don't get yeah. out very very often. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you dress as a bat, fine. But <laughs> but I I think I think instead of just having him be like like I don't know, I don't care. It was more like. Again, shitting on Batman, which is what most of this movie was. Right. Um, about the cost. Um, yeah, which, guy dressed by the way, man. it's 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 the one comedy moment that kind of pays off is when he does show up, you know, in full Aquaman gear, and mm-hmm. he lands and he goes, "Oh, you really are just a bat." Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, again, they, copying off of the uh, Apocalypse War, kind of. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 
So next we go to... Now, this is another weird scene because as Diana is looking for Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg, he he winds up finding her and asks to meet with her only to reject her in joining yeah, so. the team, which why would you even reach out to her if you know you don't want to be found? So I think the best way to take this um, whole section of the movie is we should just jump, you know, just talk about them all together because they all just sort of jump from one to the other without much of a long scene. Mm-hmm. So... I think they follow Bruce first, which means we hit Flash first. Well, we'll get back to him because I want to talk a lot longer about Flash than anyone else. Um, With this scene, what it does is it shows what I think the movie is trying to say is that when Superman's not around, Diana is the leader of this group. 100%. Like, like she, like, when Cyborg pops up on the screen, he goes, why would I tell you or whatever, you know? And she was like, well, you'd be dead at the lake if I wanted to kill you. Like, that line is badass. <laughs> like she makes no knowledge in that scene with Batman that she noticed there. But that's kind of dumb. I feel yeah. like you know it's, she should have maybe give given a like a little glance or something, just like a knowing. Okay, yeah. like I I understand we're being watched, but just saying, just having her say, "Oh, I could have killed you at the lake." Yeah. Like, All right, well we didn't know that you knew he was there, I, so we're just gonna take your word. She could be lying. She could be like, "Oh I, yeah, I, I knew that." I I wonder. I, I just thought the way she was badass, but the uh, the well, she maybe is badass, with so the uh, the shot I don't know. It's one of those things where you could have easily gotten that shot, but I think maybe they were on like it needs to be two hours time frame, and mm-hmm. and they just cut out every little thing they thought was unnecessary, like even a a five second glance from Diana. They were like, ah, we don't really need that. She explains it later in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, we needed fifteen seconds here. Right. So yeah, we got to fill it. in some time. We got we got to cut it there. We need to get down. Um, but yeah, the I think what they were trying to establish. Um, but I don't think they had any idea what they wanted to do with Cyborg. Um, which explains his whole his 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 arc felt like a whiplash in a sense that he went from being I'm not gonna do anything to like being like the pseudo like rah rah guy for everything. You know, it's like yeah, yeah sure, we'll raise Superman. Yeah, right. Yeah, a great he, idea. I did all the calculations. Right. <laughs> yeah, he. And, it's it, it's weird character turns for sure. Yeah, and and this scene explains that is because you know she does the thing where she wants to see him. You know, she says old fashioned. You know, mm-hmm. thing. But I think she just wants to make sure he's real. Um, and then he's still trying to be brooding, but the character. You right, know, he's he's not a mopey character. You know, he's yeah. again he's more of a. And I get what they're trying to do, like, oh, you know, his life was ruined by this accident. Now he's a machine. He's sad. Meanwhile, you know, he can fly. He can read every computer in the world. You know, yeah, the, it, it is what it is, man. Suck the, it up. The, the scene with his dad is fine. Like, yes. that's one of those scenes that, you know, that I was talking about, um, where um, it wasn't done well in terms of, you know, um, the writing and stuff, but the, you know, the scene of them, you know, him going, there's a language in my head I don't understand. And, you know, I can fly now. I couldn't do that yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. sort of, like, he's still freaking out. But to me, in my head, that character, as soon as Diana contacts him and gives him a purpose, being a former athlete, should have been the trigger for him to go, you know what, yeah, I'm going to do something. You know, rather than be like, oh, no, you know, screw off. Right. You know, until the stakes got raised, you know. Sure. But, yeah, and it, and then even, you know, 
with the you know as we as we move along to you know the uh, the final one here with Flash, like I said in the beginning, you know they introduce a pretty good storyline, you know, which is probably in the, the storyline with probably falsely accused father, you know, of murder and all that, and you know, and him with his speed, he could probably investigate it and all that, but he's still a kid. Technically, right. but they they try and make him the comic relief instead of maybe just quick wit it. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's a hundred percent how his um his backstory goes. His uh his father is framed for killing his mother, and he wants to investigate it. So that's why he becomes you know he starts working for the the police as his uh you know secret identity and everything. But like you said, Bruce does succeed in recruiting the Flash after telling so many ungodly lame jokes it's terrible and he reveals his secret identity again it's ridiculous batman cannot help in this movie revealing his identity i think everybody knows at this point i'm pretty sure commissioner gordon knows as well i i I gotta say the one chuckle i had is a little later in the movie but we'll get to it so even in the comics and in the cartoons they don't the only person who knows his identity is superman and wonder woman because they're the the trinity Right, they're the big three. So yeah. he trusts them enough, but Flash doesn't know, Green Lantern doesn't know, none of them know. But you yeah. know, in in the DCEU, you know, uh, <laughs> Bob down the street knows. Like, oh, there's Bruce stopping another crime. Yeah, Thanks, I, Mr. Wayne. And and it seems the only purpose served with letting him know he's Batman is for the joke in the car where he goes, "What's your superpower?" And Bruce right. goes, "I'm rich." Yeah, trailer bait right there. Got to yeah. you. Got to put that in there. The only reason so, it's there. Yeah, one hundred percent. So next we cut to parademons invading Star Labs and capturing several scientists, including Cyborg's father, Silas. Meanwhile, Steppenwolf attacks Atlantis and easily just beats the shit out of Aquaman and steals the second mother box, which is not really guarded very well. We find out as we go along to the other mother boxes. So in Amazon, it was guarded by like a bunch of guards and a big, uh, like a, a big palace and everything. In Atlantis, it's just like a little room with a couple guards there, and they just, you know, they're well, again, Swiss cheese defense. Again, this is a, another scene in this movie that would have made better with the Aquaman movie already being out. Absolutely. Um, because they only mention it briefly when they talk about the three boxes being given to the three groups, mm-hmm. is that you see them above water, you yes. know, in the thing, and it goes, oh, the Atlanteans were driven below ground, and that's all they say. Like, yeah, it would have been nice to get a little background on their story and all that. Yeah, exactly. And why it's in the water now and all that and makes it harder to defend, essentially. Well, um, you know, this is DCEU. We don't explain things here, man. Just take it at face value. Yeah. And, and since we, we're getting to a point where she'll become relevant, I want to say the, the useless scene, only because they don't expand on it more. Again, I'm talking like this movie should be... Maybe I'm used to Avengers movies that are 215, 230. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only scene that Lois Lane is in, in the entire movie outside of, you know, pre-Superman coming back, is like basically going, hey, we're still in this movie. We're going to be relevant later. Right. Yeah, they, they just do a quick walk by with uh, who, who, uh, Diane Lane. Like, hey, yeah, they're just, we're yeah here. they're just in the office talking and going, oh, we're sad. Superman's dead. Right. You know, and that's it. Like, if they would have done that a little longer, like if, they try to do the emotional thing where she gets in the car with the dog and you see the sign as she drives away, you know, maybe have Lois there or, you know, have Lois at the new apartment, you know, like, sure. If you're going to introduce them, just get, 
I, it's the old thing, showing rather than telling. In right. a lot of these cases, would have made this movie so much better, maybe a little shorter in some instances. Um, Possible. Yeah, it's just, yeah, the, the, essentially the only reason they're in this scene is to remind you who they are and what their importance is. Um, right. And maybe it's just me knowing how these movies work and movies in general, but I knew as soon as Bruce talked about his big gun oh, yeah, you know, I mean, coming out, I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Again, one of the greatest minds in the DC history is just reduced to, you know, a, a typical gumshoe kind of thing. Yeah. So you, uh, uh, oh, yeah. You're so smart, Bruce. Thanks. Yeah. And it's it's just it's 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 sad in a sense that it's only because when you put this side by side with the way they did Avengers in terms of, you know, it, it's it's hard to keep going back to that. But it felt like like the rushing to get to Justice League is what hurt this movie more than anything. Because you don't get, you don't have as much story and information to draw on in this movie as you did with Avengers, the first one. Because all those movies had been out beforehand, you know, you you could, you had things to pull from to, you know, introduce characters. Um, you had chances in those other movies where other characters could have met each other or learned about other ones. Um, because I want to get to this here, because this is when the team sort of starts forming none of them short of an introduction of everything happens off screen short of an introduction of, oh this is barry that's victor you know bruce diana all right we're good what are we doing and then later in the movie it's like no victor <laughs> you know like they've been friends forever um well don't sort of like, first of all don't ever apologize for bringing up the superior avengers movie all right that's yeah. that's the gold standard. That's what we hold these kind of ensemble movies to, it, and that's you know that's the not their that, fault. It was the thing that frustrated me the most watching. Um, I'll say the hate is slightly overrated for Justice League because I think it's it's as a film. If it came out without the Avengers here, it would have been fine. Um, but it, it's got that comparison that makes it much worse, uh, look much worse, um, and it's just like it, it has to be an executive decision. That's the only thing I can think of. Is it some executive just wanted just I bring you the example not to bring video games into this, but um, it probably works the same in a movie. And the thought was always with those video game magazines was that it didn't matter, you know, how much an executive knew the game or thought their game was any good. All they wanted to do was walk down the airport and go, ha ha, that's my game and point to the magazine. Right. You know, that, that's what I felt. These Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers, right? That's correct. Yep. OK. Yep. Warner Brother executives um, just wanted to walk down and point to Entertainment Weekly and go, ha ha, look, we're doing one of those movies too, you know, yeah. after, you know, Avengers came out. And it was... If, if it Avengers was, doesn't exist, we're not getting the Snyder Cut and, you know, this movie just gets forgotten. Yeah, yeah, there's so many... There, everybody forgets, and we're old enough to remember this. There is a whole slew of superhero movies for the MCU. Oh, yeah. You know, that came out that were terrible or, you know... Depending and on who you like talk being to. in one of them. Yeah, yeah, and Chris Evans being in one of them. Yeah, I mean, two ben, of them. Aff ben Affleck's <laughs> track record is not very good. When I, I, yeah. if I'm him, I'd never put on another costume again. No. Just, the, just the sit there, make out with Anna de Armas, and you know, yeah. count it as a yeah. W, man. Yeah. the The thing with, with the thing with Affleck is it, it's what a lot of this movie. The only two that don't suffer from this. Outside of, I really want that standalone Flash movie, I'm probably not going to get it. Um, is that the two 
that had the chance to establish their characters actually come out looking the best, which is, you know, Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. because there's nothing to compare them to. Like, you know, you know, Affleck has all those Bruce Waynes before him that he gets compared to, whether you like all of them or not. And Robert Pattinson's going to have the same thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's tough it, to it's be a Batman. Difficult, yeah. I mean, everybody you know hated what? Keaton before 89 Batman came out. That's true. Um, He's still my favorite to this day. Yeah, so it, it's like you have all that, and then Supermans are all compared, uh, you know, throughout. But not having a Wonder Woman outside of Linda Carter on the TV show, which was a completely different character right. um, in terms of how they portrayed her, um, you know, helped, you know, Godot's character not seem like it was wrong timing. Like, I'm, I'm saying this to drag to the point that if Affleck would have been the Batman after Clooney instead oh, of... Oh, yeah, it would have been much better. You know, his performance was like, oh, this is a better Batman because it's mm-hmm. closer to, you know, it's it's closer to what I, you know, Nolan's Batman, which I consider the, you know, Christian Bale's performance as Batman. Um, but that's a whole other podcast we discuss um, right. that. But, um, you know, Batman, Affleck's Batman is sort of the bridge between the two. Right. And the fact that he came after Bale um, just makes it look like a worse portrayal. Um, it's like everything else in this movie. It's like. Well, that would have been good if it wasn't for this. <laughs> right, yeah, you and know. that's it's tough to follow up. But anyway, going back to the plot, uh, as Mark alluded to, the, the League starts to form, and Batman, Wonder Woman, and The Flash are summoned by Commissioner Gordon, who is portrayed by J.K. Simmons and is totally which, wasted in this movie. Which, by the way, I love J.K. Simmons, but you can't have him... I, it's not his fault. He's got to take the pay where he gets it. But I don't know. It, it's you can't be J. Jonah Jameson and then be Commissioner Gordon. I don't know. I I love him in both roles. I think if you know if they were if they had made the Ben Affleck Batman movie and having J. K. Simmons as Gordon, I think that would have been phenomenal. Uh, I yeah. I do like Jeffrey Wright. I think he's a great actor too, and I think he's gonna nail the part of Commissioner Gordon. But yeah, yeah I think J. K. Simmons was wasted, and it is just another cameo. Like oh yeah, we, this is what's gonna happen if you support the movie and. You know, that's probably the saddest part and, of not getting a Batman and, movie is not seeing J.K. Simmons. Again, it's it's another thing. I was just thinking about this. If he would have came before Gary Oldman's, you know, Gordon, right. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had a problem with any Commissioner Gordons that have been portrayed to film. So uh, I, that's... I, I don't remember the Commissioner Gordon in 66 Batman. But... Oh, it was like your <laughs> run-of-the-mill Irish cop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, uh... Wrong. He was like an older man. I'm sorry, but he yeah. was good too. But they they had a cop who was just like your your uh, your beat cop from Victoria era London. <laughs> <laughs> so they they assemble on the roof of the GCPD, and Gordon informs them that there have been parademon sightings and that they're using an underground base. Out of nowhere, Cyborg joins the team, stating that Steppenwolf has his father held hostage and is using him to find the last mother box. So after this, we get the team yeah, entering so the I underground. Wanna, I want I want I want to mention. Go ahead. It's the one scene that made me laugh and showed what, given the right material, Ezra Miller could do, is when they do this classic scene where Commissioner Gordon looks away and turns around and they're all gone. I don't know why looks, it was all of them. That's Batman's. Yeah. Yeah, and he turns around and flashes, which is the point. You know, the flash is still there and he goes, oh, they all vanish. Uh, uh, it it would have just made more sense <laughs> of Batman. And then the yeah. rest of the, the team are like, what happened? And Gordon could say, he tends to do that. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I meant, like, again, it was another one of those scenes where it could have been much better. It could have been funner. Almost there. 
Yeah, Boy, it could have been funnier if it was just Batman doing it because everyone knows Batman does that. It's in every yeah. movie. And yeah. Except, like, oh, I didn't know Wonder Woman was super stealthy. And Cyborg is a friggin' machine and was yeah. able to move. As we talk through it, I think it would have been better if it was Cyborg and Flash left behind. Yeah. Because at because least, they're also at least the Diana and, Yeah. At least Diana and Bruce, like, she would know he does that, so she would do it too. Right. Sort of thing. And, and plus they're the most, again, they're too. the senior members. They've been heroes the longest. The other two are, yeah. they're greenhorns, you know? So Yeah, it's just, it was just a... a, a a funny humor scene that mm, almost was perfect. Almost had it. So now we cut to the team entering the underground facility where they uh, fight their way to Steppenwolf. Here we see Batman getting his ass handed to him by some parademons. And, you know, as Mark and we, I alluded to, this is a, a theme of the movie where, you know, Batman, one of the greatest fighters and one of the greatest minds in the DC universe, is just kind of thrown away as the aging man that he is. Uh, Flash helps rescue the scientists and... Eventually, Steppenwolf corners the heroes and is able to flood the facility. Luckily, there must have been some fish nearby because Aquaman arrives to drive back the water, allowing our heroes to escape. Which, admittedly, it was kind of cool to see him burst out of nowhere and stop the water. But again, yeah. how did he know they were there? He was thousands of miles away. He could have been halfway yeah. around the world. Yeah, it's another, it's another like cool scene that looked good on paper. And mm -hmm. they just didn't make the connection right. to it. And again, yeah. this is something that would have worked had there been an Aquaman movie, <laughs> you know, that establishes, oh, the queen, the king, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, after yeah. Steppenwolf steals the mother box, Aquaman could have gone to the queen or whoever, you know, w Willem Dafoe, and just, you know, Willem Dafoe could have told him, Arthur, you know, I know this isn't our fight, but you need to go and get that mother box back and help out. Yeah. Uh, and all we get, all others. we get is Amber Heard saying, you know, your mother would do it. You have to do it. Right, and it's so it's, it's essentially the explanation. Like, like I said, I know we keep talking about because we both are anti Snyder cut. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, but the I know we keep talking about things to make this movie longer. I know that's I a think thing we're doing I talk a, about. A fine time, a fine <laughs> job of doing that. <laughs> yeah. But all, all they need, like, like I'm saying, if they hit like two fifteen. Where the extra 15 minutes, because this movie is over, like, I checked the time at, like, 45 minutes um, to see what was left. And, you know, I had 15 minutes where it's, like, a couple, like, three to five minute scenes explaining things like him meeting with the people of the Amazon, you know, I mean, of, of Atlantis. Or, you know, a little bit more of the Amazonians, you know, and sure. a little bit more of Star Labs. Uh, you know, it's just, they, they seem to think you come with the knowledge already which is something the avengers does not you know marvel marvel who sometimes like an eye rolling for those of us that know those characters better mm -hmm. um, explain everything um so that nothing is missed right um even even if like we've seen it a thousand times in a thousand different origin stories um you know they find a way to do it and so you're not guessing oh why can peter do that or you know why does, you know, why is Hulk the way he is? Or, you know, like anything like that. Um, here, it's just left up to, oh, you remember from the comic, Star Labs. That's the thing that was in, yeah, that they'll know. Yeah, yeah, it's not really. This This movie definitely suffers from pandering too much to the hardcore comic uh, yeah. fan and not enough to the average moviegoer, where yeah. a lot of, and this is where a lot of DC fans will say, like, oh, you know, Marvel's so cookie cutter. Well, that's because Marvel will explain 
and try to pander not pander but try to open the movie up to not just the comic book nerds who will know like oh you know that's from issue whatever like oh that part yeah. like the, the 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 famous spider-man uh scene when the the building falls on top of him and he's able to lift the building up from just yeah. sheer will like that that's a famous move that's a famous panel from spider-man and yeah. from civil war where cap and iron man they you know you have that big splash panel where they're they meet in the middle. That's a famous panel. Yeah. Where whereas this is just like, yeah, comic comic book fans are gonna know this, but all right, well, like, what about me? I don't know where this is from. Yeah, like the biggest thing is that they also, which Marvel movies do not do most of the time, is they expect to um, at least the first Avengers we did this. The other ones at that point, they're like, if you're joining us at Age of Ultron and you haven't seen the other movies before this, what are you doing? Right. You know, at that point, it's like, at least watch Avengers. You yeah, know, we're, um, maybe, we, we can only hold was, your hand so long here. Yeah, like, maybe maybe we should have seen Batman before this, but you say there's no real. But maybe that's what they were trying to do. Like, yeah. but this this movie also makes you have to have watched Wonder Woman. Um, unless if they go into it in Batman v Superman deeply, and I apologize if they do. But, you know, they just throw out the, you know, Chris Pine character. You know, just by name, mention for a few sentences, and that's it. Well, like, it's used to create a little turmoil with the team, and yeah, it's just kind of like, well, out of nowhere. Like, yeah. oh, I and, guess we have to show them being at odds with one another, where it's, it's not really earned. Whereas in Avengers, you know, it was earned. You start to get the uneasiness, like but, right out of the gate. No one trusts each other. Here's here's a simple change that I just thought of while we were talking. The easiest way to explain that to a casual audience would be when Bruce and Diana are having their fight, where she pushes them, you know, into the thing or whatever she knocks them into is you have Cyborg who has all this information in his head why not have Flash lean in and go what the hell are they talking about? You know or something. Sure. And then he just leans in and says like a sentence or two about the guy oh it's this guy, he was a World War II World War One person and you know yeah, he died. They, they were dead. saving. They, yeah, whatever. Like just quick sentence, like, and because Ezra's flash is set up to be that character, right? That you know, and he could go, oh, right. He's the audience. Okay. He could be the yeah. audience. Yeah, that's that's what Marvel does better than anything. They pick one person. Um, most of the time, it's happy in some cases. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, to just be that. If you need somebody, to go wait. What again? You know, right? And, There's someone there to help fill in the gaps. Yeah. And that's all they needed to do for that. Um, again, um, I'll be interested to see the reviews on the Snyder Cut to see if he does stuff like that. Because he's not going to get any reshoots. So he's got to do what he has with it. Um, so even if he can get them in for voiceovers, I don't know. ADR, I don't even know what he can do. But um, yeah, it's just it's just simple stuff like that where they were... I think they were more worried about... They wanted to be the... We're, and you mentioned this. We're the movie for the comic book fan. You know, not like Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. so they were trying to get that instead of seeing that there's enough room for both movies to be ridiculously well received. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, no one's saying one can't be better than the other. Yeah. I mean, there's fanboys out there that'll stick well, to I one mean, side or the other, which is again, why the Snyder Cut status. exists. You know, that's why most of the Snyder Cut people exist is a sense mm-hmm. that for the most part, there are people that really want this movie to be good, have nothing to do with Marvel. Right. Like they're like, I love these characters. I really want it to be good. That's fine. They can hold their hope on the Snyder Cut. They may be right. Who knows? But the ones that, that irk me the most online are the ones that want this Snyder Cut to be good so bad. Just to they, rub it in like, Marvel's face. Yeah, to go to show DC is better. 
I've said it since I was a kid reading the comics. Yep. You know, they they just want it to be so they can rub it in their the casual fan's face that this is a real superhero movie. Right. And I think that's disingenuous. And that's where a lot of this movie comes across. And um, we'll get to that as we move into the uh, the big reveal of this movie. Uh, <laughs> it's coming up. Uh, Not too By long. the way, the way they find the third is hilarious. Go ahead. So anyway, I, I was just going to say, uh, after the fight, Cyborg is able to recover the third mother box. And as the team oh, yeah. analyzes it, here, go ahead. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, we, we have that. It's called the whatever is that called. Yeah, it's been in Star Labs the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Where the parademons <laughs> were and Steppenwolf was overlooked it. Uh, so as they're analyzing the cube, Bruce concludes that with a strong enough blast, it could bring Superman back from the dead, claiming the world needs him. Why they don't use Wonder Woman, I, I don't know. I guess boobs. Maybe that's why. She could be the beacon of hope for the world, right? Well, no, I mean, he says that, but... You know, that she needs to be the leader. Like, why didn't, you know, why did well, you hide away? She needs you know? to be the leader of the team, but not what the yeah. world needs. They, see, yeah. I took it as a difference where, like, yeah, you can lead the team, whereas, you know, but you're not really good enough to bring the world hope. Like, she's just as powerful as Superman, you know, and she's yeah, I, been I around longer. His, I think I think he's just desperate at this point, um, Batman, and, he, and it's obviously processing his guilt over the death of Superman. Sure. Um, I think his point was, when he first initially made the point, then the second speech with her is where he actually does really well. The first the first time he mentions it, I think he, that that's when they had their little fight. He essentially says that you just went away for like a chunk of time after your lover died. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could have been like Superman saving the world and, you know, giving hope, right. but you hid away. You know. it's, it's great because at the, after the end of Wonder Woman, you know, she talks about how she's going to be there to, to help man, but she misses out on World War II, Vietnam, yeah. and then she just decides to come back in the 80s. Like, oh, you know, this seems like a pretty happening time. I think, that, was good, I think, that was a good time think, to hang out. I think Wonder Woman 84 is actually going to show her doing stuff during that time, which will completely retcon this, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't put, but, I don't trust DC to do that. <laughs> no, like, I'm just saying, like, he even said that she went away until Luther showed the photo or right, whatever. Yeah, she she, she went into she, hiding. But then they're going to have Wonder Woman 84, which... Right, again. <laughs> like, oh, malls are around. Now I can go shopping. Girl uh, stuff. Oh, uh, boy. But, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... I'm telling you, Wonder Woman 84 is going to be, obviously, on its much worst better. day, would be much better than this. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, this, that movie's going to make a billion dollars. Uh, so, after some initial pushback from Diana... We get a hilarious scene of Flash and Cyborg digging up Superman's body. Nothing's funnier yeah. than exhuming bodies, right? Yeah. The I do I do like the human moment from Barry here, where he turns to uh, Victor and goes, "You know, I could have been do- done this a lot faster, you know, by myself, but it just doesn't seem right." <laughs> you know, I, like, to me, it's just just misplaced humor. You know, it, yeah. it really should have been. Just a very solemn. You you let it you, you let it sink in like the the repercussions of what can happen here and just like how yeah. far are we willing to go? I, I, I think you that's know, what we're, he was we're, trying. Yeah, we're we're sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say we're essentially desecrating the we're desecrating the grave of the greatest hero ever made. And you know they're cracking jokes about it. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I, I think that's what they were trying to get at. Was the reason he didn't do it like he normally would is because he respected the body so much, mm-hmm. but they just didn't know how to tell that without, you know, using a, 
And I've watched Joss Whedon, you know, since Buffy. So it, it was one of those, you know, he couldn't tell that story without throwing a little, like, wink or, you know, a little, little snarky one-liner. Right. Like, Alfred has a few of those in this movie where there's no reason for him to say a snarky line. Um, and he even makes, like, double entendre at one point um, in the film, which felt very Whedon. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, like that whole scene is supposed to be, would have been better with those two. Like, they almost got there. This movie is a lot of almost got there. Um, yeah, there was the making of some stuff there. And I'm sure, you know, again, Snyder fans were like, well, that was Snyder's vision. Yeah. It, cool. it, if it makes it you feel better. To do, you can make that scene longer and it wouldn't be better. My almost there is that it, it needs to be rewritten and reshot to work. Because it's the perfect opportunity to have two of the new people... You know, one, you know, is kind of geeky, socially awkward, you know, and Victor was this star professional, not professional, you know. He was a high school football. High school football player, probably very popular, very social butterfly. And there are two opposite characters sitting there digging up Superman's body. Like, just, they could have had a very solemn conversation about what they were doing, how they got here, you know, (laughs) you know. This is fucked up, isn't it? All the stuff going on. Right, like they drew the you know? short straws, essentially. Yeah, and it's just like, and essentially all it becomes is a joke about Barry could have done it in two minutes. Right. Um, and, so, and and by the way, that is the simplest casket I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he was a simple man. He was a man of <laughs> of uh, uh, of small tastes, I guess. You're Superman. Simple taste. Yeah, here's yeah, Smallville taste. Um, right. It's just in a little box, you know. Here's a simple man in a simple wooden box. Right. He's not, he's not, he's not That's a... not Superman. Nope, not at all. So I was almost half expecting the body not to. That would have been great. <laughs> so they they bring the body to the Kryptonian ship for, and it's still in the middle of Metropolis for whatever reason from Man of Steel, which is the dumbest thing ever because it destroyed Metropolis and Man of Steel. Then Doomsday comes out of it and almost destroys Metropolis again. You think after that they're like, all right, maybe we should move this out of here. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see with Central City or right, right Central City, right? Um, yeah, yeah, Central City. See if they have any room for it. Yeah, there's got to be somewhere for this giant ship where we can. I mean, in Batman v Superman, they make a point to show that there's a piece of land that's uninhabited for the big fin- uh, final fight. So they could have moved it there. So, yeah. and, and by the way, I think it's another thing that hurts the movie. Um, and it's no fault of the movie at all. This is one of the few things that's no fault of this movie is the fact that DC is set on fictional town cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think hurts it as a lot of Marvel stuff is actually in the real world. Right. Yeah. Um, so trying to figure out like, okay, where is Metropolis compared to, you well, it's know, right across the river from Gotham, Gotham city <laughs> and then central cities over here. Like, yeah, like trying it's to essentially, I guess it's New York. Uh, it's the tri-state area, I guess, right? New yeah, York, New I, Jersey, I Connecticut. <laughs> Yeah, I'm assuming if you're talking big cities, like met, big metropolitan yeah. cities, it would New essentially York. be New York, Philly, Boston. It's essentially the 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 proximity. Yeah, um, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of, I'm assuming in terms of city breakdown, it's probably more like Chicago, C, and New York. Yeah, I, probably. I know Gotham is Chicago and New York kind of amalgamation yeah i feel uh, i feel gotham is closer to chicago yeah. uh, maybe that's just the nolan having those establishing shots of the river right um, in, in chicago and that metropolis would seem more like a new york um and then uh, you know i i've never heard about central city but i would imagine that sounds like it would be more of a political dc type hub 
Um, than anything. I'm not 100% sure of it either, but you might be right. Yeah, but but yeah, that that's the other thing is that these cities I have no idea, like I can't fathom distance, and then and then also I think there's like a real Russian city they have in this movie, or at least they make reference to Russia. Right. Yeah, they do go to Russia, so that is Russia is canon in yeah the DCEU. Yeah, yeah. So Thank they I needed yeah. to know that. Yeah, and they they. Uh, and they get on this ship, and this explanation, you can go ahead and say what happens here. Right. So they they lower Clark's body into the gene pool in the Kryptonian ship. And again, the team kind of wonders, oh, you know, is this a good idea? What if he freaks out? To which Bruce slyly says, I have a contingency plan. And everyone in the, the theater knows it's Lois Lane. There's, there's no big gun that's an actual gun, yeah. or it's not crypt, kryptonite or anything like that. It's Lois yeah. Lane. And why so else you're not introduce slick. her earlier? Right. So they're uh, through the speed of the Flash running fast enough, touching the mother box, as it hits the gene pool, it successfully brings Superman back, who immediately flies off groggy, not knowing where he is, but shirtless and buff and sexy. And the, the League goes to confront him just to let him know, hey... Are we cool? We're, we're buddies. And Clark Here's... proceeds to prove why the world really doesn't need the, the League as he makes short work of them. Yeah, I was going to my thing, like, why does all of them go? Yeah, like, I, I bring like, up... Shouldn't it I just be Diana? <laughs> Diana and probably Batman, but, I mean, we, we get to that in a little bit. And it's a, it's a cool scene yeah. where uh, Superman doesn't really know what's going on and he perceives the Justice League as a threat. And he just mops the floor with them. It, th- there's a good meme where it shows the the poster of the Justice League, you know, uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Batman, Cyborg. And above it, it, it says, um, oh, no, it's, um, I'm, I'm ruining it, but it's, oh, it's, it's a picture of Superman. And above it, it says 99%, like the battery <laughs> life is 99%. And then with the rest of the Justice League, it makes it 100%. So, I mean, that's essentially what becomes of this movie now. The Justice League is useless. They're a joke. Because now Superman's back, and he just just totally annihilates them. You know, he yeah. he throws them all around. He's able to catch the Flash, who's moving at, you know, at superhuman speeds. Yeah. By the way, that, that, cool shot scene. Was, that shot was actually where his that's head the, starts to turn. And the only cool scene in this movie is when he catches And the look of fear on Barry's face. Yeah, like, oh, shit. But that, I chuckled <laughs> at that. So I, I give this movie yeah. one point for that. So congratulations. So Batman arrives at the scene. Superman immediately realizes, hey, you're the guy who got me killed. Uh, picks him up. Uh, uh, threatens to kill him in his British accent. I don't know if anyone else notices that. He slips accents there. Yeah. And this is when Batman calls in for the big gun. And Lois shows up. So in a in a in a, in a uh, they wanted the audience to know that she shows up in a Maybach a Maybach. Oh, uh, right, because again, Bar. Bruce is super rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just zooms in. in on her getting out of the car, and I'm like, oh, they must have sponsored it because it just center of the screen. It just says, you know, Maybach. Couldn't couldn't have just gone with a taxi. <laughs> yeah. I taxied her in. Uh, so Superman sees Lois and throws the empty Batman suit aside. And he goes to Lois, picks her up, and flies back to Smallville. Uh, while this is going on, the Justice League forgets that the mother box oh, yeah. is just the totally box. left alone here. And, and Steppenwolf just kind of stumbles upon it. Like, oh, I'll take this. And, <laughs> Bye. And, yep, see you later. And then Bye. he just fucks off. 
<laughs> Bye. Thanks for the mother box. Bye. So he just, uh, you know, he screws off to wherever he's going to go. And yeah. the rest of the league's like, oh, man. Yeah. Probably should have kept an eye on that that, that box. <laughs> so now the the Justice League gets together. They realize that they're they're kind of screwed. Superman's in the wind. But they realize, uh, Cyborg is able to pinpoint where they're going. And it's to a Russian town where Steppenwolf is preparing to unite the three boxes to call in Apocalypse. Yeah. So go, yeah, go ahead. The, the, what, what I wanted to say with the... And it goes back to, again, another three-minute scene or that they could have put in a movie... Is I know they wanted the reveal of Lois, but it's so obvious who who he means. Yeah. Like, just have the scene. Like, have have Bruce going to explain to Lois what his plan is. And Even getting a her okay. Like, like, as she steps out of the car, flashback, for, you know, I to them it arguing. It, it would have made more you know? sense if this was the first time we see Lois Lane in the movie. Yeah. Because, and we already established that she's in it. We're never going to see her again. Come on. Yeah. We yeah. know that's not true. So it would have been cool, like you said, maybe Bruce kind of goes to to Lois and he says, you don't even have to have him explain the plan. It's just like he knocks on the door, she answers it, and he goes, I want to talk to you about something, and then cut away. So, I mean, just yeah. so we know that he's not just doing it to be selfish. He's got the okay of Lois yeah, Lane. Yeah, even, I, I'm thinking, you know, as someone who's watched a lot of movies, you could even do, you know... When she steps out of the car, you do quick flashback to him knocking on the door, him saying, I, I need to talk to you about something. Can I come in, explain, and then just have, like, a quick sentence of her going, are you sure? Is he going to come back fine? Like, all the stuff that, you know, Diana said. Diana basically said all of Lois's lines, by the way, yeah. in this explanation. Um, you know, are you sure she's going to come back? Yeah, I, 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 I think once he sees you or, you know, I think you can help with that. And right. then go back to the scene. Like, that's it. Like, I'm not saying you need these grandiose make it a three-hour movie. Like, just a little, even if it's a quick, like, stylized flash of a flashback. Like, sort of, like, chopped up edited, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. Like, sort of, of a, of a flashback in that moment. You know, or even have an inner cut, like, jump cuts as she's walking towards him. Of, of, of Bruce asking her. Mm -hmm. You know, and that could have been her introduction. You don't need that stuff early movie. Right. You know, and it, it works better. And there you eliminate a five-minute scene and add one, and you keep the same length time. But I guess they wanted, they needed to pay Diane Lane um, yeah. for the next scene coming up. Uh, so she wanted to be in two scenes, right. or three scenes, technically. Right. So as you alluded, uh, we find uh, Clark back in Smallville. He's on the farm with Lois, and they have a, you know, they have a nice scene together. And yeah. again, there's some corny jokes thrown in there for no reason. And then we cut back to the League, preparing for the climactic battle, realizing that they're in over their heads, and they get the, you know, the suit-up scene, where Batman's got a, a weird suit on, everyone's yeah. preparing for battle. I, and, I, I, I don't want to gloss over it, but I thought it was really good um, having, you know, uh, Arthur do the whole speech he gave, and then uh, showing it at the end. The, the was, lasso. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's I, great. I, I'm too harsh on this movie. I hated that. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. No, because <laughs> I knew I knew something was up when he turns and he goes, and you, you're gorgeous. Like, right. Yeah, that's like, not something like, he would say. Oh, yeah. I don't think he would have said that out loud. <laughs> and then her reaction. Jason Momoa. Yeah, and then her reaction were like, normally you would think she would get offended, you know, but she knows what's going on, and she's mm -hmm. just kind of, oh, really? <laughs> and then they do it. Yeah, that's what you think. They do it. Yeah. In the, the hands. <laughs> and then they, do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Amber Heard so, breaks in and breaks a glass over her head. <laughs> Cat fight. So as they're traveling to the final destination, they realize that there is a sort of force field surrounding the si- the um, the silo where Steppenwolf is. But Bruce yeah. tells the team that he has a plan to get in. And believe it or not, it's just him committing suicide. That's yeah. the great plan of Batman. The, yeah. Yep. Again, master strategist. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to charge head first. And if they kill me, they kill me. Yeah, and I love how I love how Arthur is the one that goes, wait, so your plan was to die? What are you, right. stupid? Yeah. Essentially, again, it's his reaction. I, again, I don't know who wrote the Batman character in this, Snyder, Whedon, but, yeah. you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, just, and also that protective dome thing. Yeah. Um, they they get through only, it. You could only do that in Russia, way. Like, <laughs> in Russia, anywhere else in the world, we're like, over you. <laughs> you know. So, in Russia, at, like, ah, yeah. It's just St. Petersburg. Right. I, I, I think the problem here is that they try to have a uh, a human element to the fight here because it's yeah. seen from the eyes of the heroes and a, uh, a family. They're like, who cares? You you introduce these people for no reason. They're like, oh. Well, you only introduce them for the Superman scene, to be honest. Yeah. And, again, it's pointless. We don't know how many people are there. It looks deserted because it's a shithole of a town. Yeah, it's but, an old oh. nuclear... PowerPoint. Right. Like, oh my god, there's so many people here. Oh, okay, where did that come from? We just saw the one family. But they battle their way to Steppenwolf and, again, are easily overpowered until Superman arrives. And you get the classic uh, you get the classic Superman theme, which was kind of cool. I, I didn't mind that. Uh, and again, this is a huge problem. Superman, you know, Superman comes out of nowhere and he's a game genie. You know, the game at this point, you put in the cheat code, you have the Konami code in there. And the, the game's done. You're you're gonna win. You put on God mode. So yeah. the league, you know, the league does nothing up until this point except get their asses kicked. And then Superman shows up and it's like, yo, you know, we can kind of mop up while Superman takes care of Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah. And uh, essentially, I love that he does. He shows up, kicks the kicks his ass. And also, I love that um, Steppenwolf knows he's from Krypton, but yet has not prepared for this um, right. possibility. Like, yeah, um, I, I guess because well, he does make all oh, the Kryptonian, you know. Yeah, you, you would think that even though he thinks he's dead, you know, at this point, um, that he'd be like, oh, you know, maybe I should have some kryptonite around me. I don't know. Or you would think he's strong enough to at least put up a fight. Right, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, it, it's because yeah. he's, I mean, Steppenwolf is a relative of Darkseid. So, I mean, I think he's a new god. So, I mean, he's still strong. It, yeah. I, Superman wipes the floor with this guy. It's like he's nobody. Yeah, so, and I also like how they, speaking of gods real fast, I like how they had that opening scene where they all fight um, him back, and they're like, "Yes," and the gods joined us. And don't yeah. explain who those gods are. If well, I didn't you're know just supposed they... to suspect. Like, oh, I guess that's uh, Zeus, right? <laughs> well, Ares like, shows up, but it's not a yeah, weird like, British man. Yeah, I was like, if I didn't know my history, I would have no idea who these people are that just showed up. Well, yeah. You know, that's that's standard for the DC, right? Just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> look at all this cool stuff. What is it? Don't worry, just just. It's cool. You could, you could okay. have Diana go, and some say even the gods like Zeus and whatever, show, you okay. know, and I would be like, oh, okay. Right. This is, yeah. yeah. How cool is that? Zeus fighting alongside a Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I digress. The But I love that he comes in and kicks ass, Spider-Man. Right. Uh, Spider-Man. Jesus. <laughs> Superman. Um, great. Spider-Man showed up. Um, right. And then Spider-Man shows up. <laughs> Superman yells, under ruse. Ruse. <laughs> <laughs> and Spider-Man zips down. Um. Uh, so he, is yeah. that he kicks all kinds of ass and then he goes citizens and then leaves and I it would have been great 
it's a PG-13 movie, but I would just, like, have to cut to Batman going, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I mean, we finally Batman. got the thing that can beat up Steppenwolf, and he just bounces where Steppenwolf's taken care of. Well, I mean, Batman is too busy just getting his ass handed to him yeah. by, you know. And he's using a gun again. God, like, this movie gets Batman all wrong. It's terrible. I don't know why people want to see more I, of this. I, it, I do love that people mind. show the gif of him being like an old man when he gets up off the ground. Oh, like, oh, something Yeah, it was like, oh, Justice League was worth it just for this scene. <laughs> I, I disagree heavily. <laughs> but as we're almost at the end here, God willing, yeah. this would be God damn it. So as Mark alluded to, Superman helps Flash uh, evacuate some citizens. He, you know, he carries a building which would have collapsed under its own weight. Uh, and Cyborg is able to... Oh, Superman evacuates and helps Cyborg pull apart the mother boxes from uniting. Which, which I gotta say, that, w- that was actually, in my opinion, some good dialogue there. Where, you know, he's explaining what's going on, and then he says, as Superman says something, Spencer's like, Big Bang? Like, when that happens? And he goes, yeah, but I think we can handle it. You know, sort of like, we're a lot stronger than the rest of them <laughs> in terms yeah. of taking this. You know, sort of like a good, a good wink and a nod. It would have been and great then, if Superman died immediately after that. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we lost him again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But then you had to have the weed and humor when he's on the ground. He's like, I take it back. <laughs> right, I mean, that it was kind of like a buddy cop moment. Like, oh, that yeah. that was way worse than I anticipated. Yeah. It was, it was like the but, scene from the other guys when they, they get caught in the explosion. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that hurts so much. How do people walk away from this? Yeah. Yeah, like, I was going for the humor, but the, the actual solemn moment, like, not solemn, like, dramatic moment of him going, okay, this is what I'm doing, I'm separating these, you gotta help me push them apart, and there's gonna be a big boom and we'll be good, but I think we're good, and thumbs up. You know, sure. It was the first time in this movie when a plan was explained, and everybody was on board. Right. Like, <laughs> and it made sense. Like, I don't well, understand the, what Cyborg could do to get it done, but his thing was, I can separate them, you're strong enough to pull them apart. Let's do this. Rah, rah. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> this is an excellent plan. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So after the mother box is pulled apart, Steppenwolf, now consumed by fear, is overrun by his own parademons, and he just kind of disappears after that. I think he's, I guess he's brought back to Apocalypse. They never really say. What? I don't know. Quick question. When sure. does Superman get the power to be cold? Oh, he's had that for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. He, it wasn't one of the ones back. I know. Yeah, he even has that in Superman Returns with uh, Brandon okay. Ralph. Yeah, so okay. that, yeah, that's they didn't just make that up. He's had that for okay. <laughs> decades, I think. Uh, uh, so after the after the fight, we get a whole you know rundown of where our heroes are. Bruce buys back the Kent farm for Clark, saying he bought the bank that bought the farm, where he could have yeah. really just bought, bought the, the farm, farm again. Uh, but I guess he needs to it, flex. It, it, I can it does buy lead things. to it does lead to a a good line from if delivered better would have landed um, is Clark goes, why did you do that? And he goes, I don't know. It's a reaction. Like, like Bruce's reaction is not to just do the one thing. It's like you said, the flex like right. sort of just, you know, he could have just bought out the foreclosure or bought the house itself. But no, right. Bruce is like, you know, fuck it. I don't want this ever to happen again to anybody. I'm buying the entire bank. Right. And then Wayne enterprises goes under because he has too many, uh, <laughs> He gets sanctioned by the government for having a monopoly, and yeah. it's yeah, a whole the, legal battle. But uh, so, he, so the uh, 
So the uh, the Mets beat the Yankees. What did you do, Bruce? Oh, I bought the Yankees. Yeah, I bought the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees. Just make sure I they win. don't play each other. Right. <laughs> we also get a shot of Diana and Bruce going to Wayne Manor. Bruce says he's going to rebuild it as a sort of base of operations and says that we'll add a table that could be, uh, that'll have more members. Yeah, that'll have more members because they think they're getting a sequel to this god-awful mess. Uh, Clark returns to the Daily Planet and no one questions where he's been because (laughs) the people in Metropolis are just idiots, I guess. Like, oh, it's convenient that you came back the same day Superman came back. That can't be a coincidence. Not at all. Right. Yeah, and um, also, I, there was some significance to him going in without his glasses. I don't know if they were going to pay that off, that they will never get it. Nah, but I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I just think yeah. it was laziness. Uh, yeah. We see uh, The Flash gets a job at the uh, at the police station where he's going to help free his dad. Uh, Again, a nice end to his origin story in this movie. Right. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> cool to get, a, to get that before this, but what yeah. can you do? And then we get a post-credit scene with an awesome death stroke that would have been cool to see, uh, Joe Manganiello. And then Jesse Eisenberg, unfortunately, reprises his role as Lex Luthor, probably the worst Lex Luthor. And that's with Kevin Spacey being Lex Luthor. Yeah, I mean, we have to separate the actor art in this case. Um, I'm not even doing that. The guy who molested someone was a better Lex Luthor than Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, boy. That's how terrible. <laughs> that's how terrible Jesse Eisenberg. And I think we both agreed in our chat about this that the only way to have saved this scene, outside of not having Jesse Eisenberg be um, Lex Luthor, was to have him use the word Legion. Right, the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just go. Of... Just go. Oh, it sounds like they want to start a league, and instead of saying we should start one of our own, you know. Yeah, that sounds we... like something a, like a bully kid would say. Like, oh, you started your own clubhouse. Well, I'm going to make my clubhouse. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, essentially, yeah, essentially it's what they're doing, but just, just sticking with it, we're working with the primers, just sticking <laughs> with that line, he could have went, oh, I heard he was starting a league or whatever. Well, why don't we gather a legion or something like that? Right. You know, you know, you know not what's make better than a league, a legion. You know, or something like that. Even or we are a legion. legion. Yeah. You know, or something like, you know. You could have said almost anything else and it would have been infinitely cooler than, better. we're going to make our own league. Yeah. It's just, did they not know if they had the rights to the Legion of Doom? They have that, to have. It's it's a Warner Brothers commodity. No, I know. It's just like, <laughs> like, it makes no sense why he doesn't. Like, if you're catering to the comic book fans, just dropping the word Legion, mm-hmm. you know, is enough. Like, they know. The but casual even, audience will have no idea. But even the Harley Quinn animated series uses the Legion of Doom. They yeah. mentioned the Legion of Doom and everything. Joker's there. Lex Luthor's there. Black Mantis yeah. or Black Manta is there. I mean, just use the Legion of Doom, dummies. Yeah, God, it's, it, that's the shit. That is the cherry on this shit Sunday. Yeah, it's amazing that you know, as good as as much as I say good, as much as I enjoyed Birds of Prey compared to this hunk of trash um, that I watched today. They it, all all the DC movies I've seen, even Man of Steel, it seems to like just at its best, like just about get there. But it doesn't ex- either get to the line or exceed it like Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, Iron Man's what? A C-level Avenger? Well, like B. I mean, he's a founding you know. member, so he's yeah, a B-level character. You know, but that first Iron Man movie with, you know, RDJ, and it's just like, boom, he's like 18. Oh, yeah. Like overnight, you know. he's the number one comic character. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, you have 
Like you could have you could have done that with you had the talent to do it with at least two of the people in this movie to exceed their level mm-hmm. on the scale. Jason Momoa tries his best, and I hear he does it a good job of it in Aquaman. Yeah, he's uh, fine in Aquaman. You know, Again, that movie, solid yeah. movie. Do I think it was worth a billion dollars? No. It's a no. CGI fun fest. But again, yeah. I mean, that's most action films, but he's okay. Yeah, yeah but he, he exceeds what you, like Aquaman's always the butt of the joke. They even make him the butt of the jokes. Um, no, they make Batman the butt of the jokes. Well, the one, he says the one line, he's like, do you talk to fish? Right, I heard like, you talk to fish. Fish, you know. So his performance increased it. And if they would have just done more with the Ezra Miller Flash, he has the talent to have exceeded the the expectation for Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. But they don't do any of that. They just seem that it's enough that these people are here, like that they showed up, give us our $600 million or more. I'm going to tell you, know? you how to make this movie better, and it's real simple. And it's gonna it, the Snyder Cut's going to do the opposite of it. You don't have Superman. In. He just died. You have to earn getting him back. Getting him back immediately is a terrible tease. It, it's yeah. just, it's not earned. Uh, if you, and it, because it renders the Justice League moot. Uh, they do nothing throughout this film except get their asses kicked and just bumble around. Uh, and then Superman shows up and cleans up. So yeah. what you do is the world lost its greatest hero. Now you have the Justice League to kind of pick up the slack where, you know, the world can feel safe again. Like, oh, you know, Superman's not here, but there are still heroes out there. The age of the hero is still with us. We have other people to look up to. Uh, getting Superman back just is like, oh, all right, well, who needs these other guys around? We have Superman back. So yeah. bring Superman back in the next movie. Yeah, you could have made this without, again, without seeing Batman v. Um, you could make this the, like, quote-unquote, dark middle chapter. Like, maybe right. they lose. Maybe yeah, this is the Empire Strikes Back. This is Infinity War, you yeah. know. You know, Steppenwolf succeeds. Yeah, an apocalypse shows up at the end. Like, like yeah. oh, man, like, now we're in over our head, you know. Now we got to get Superman back. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. You know? That's how you do and, it. Yeah, and that essentially saves most of this movie because you, not most of it, there's plenty of other problems with it, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, not trying to be original and trying to be too much like Marvel at times. Um is that you take all that Superman time out of the film, add it to making people care about the other characters in this film, mm-hmm. um, and it's a better movie. Like the reason, the reason Endgame has such impactful moments, even though I think we'll both agree Infinity War is the better movie, um, is that they earned all that from what they did in the previous movie. Of course, you know everything yeah, they, they do up in to this, it. everything they do in this movie does not build off. As far as I can tell, Batman v Superman at all. No, that's um, they they threw as much in as they could just to yeah. get to the Justice League. It showed. Yeah. It, it was a, it was very sloppy. The plot was all over the place. It it was very incoherent. It was just like, oh look, here's Wonder Woman. Remember, like she's a part of this now. And like, all right, here's Doomsday. What? Why? It's just like, what, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, like Batman uh, v Superman. I think had the the best. It was the good first step because there's only the three of them. Mm-hmm. like get the three of them together how do they meet fine we figured that out and then this movie could have been for the other three or at worst you have the um individual aquaman flash movies in between right introduce them and then the new character for this movie is cyborg sure and you 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 learn about him and star labs and all that you know the, in this movie. The, the problem with what's going to happen is and you know what i hope the snyder cut fans enjoy the movie 
I don't think there's anything to really salvage from this Drek. Uh, they're going to add, like, oh, Hal Jordan's going to be in it. The Martian Manhunter's going to be in it. I'm like, all right, well, they're just going to mention them. They're, they don't they don't affect the plot of the movie. They're not showing up at the final battle. They're like, oh, they're going to show Apocalypse. Awesome. It's not going to matter because you're not going to get anything out of it. You're just going to yeah. see him. Like, who yeah. cares at that point? That would be like if Marvel had bombed. And like, oh, well, we're going to show you Thanos. But we didn't get a chance to. Like, oh, great. Thanks for yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And just... If they would have had Steppenwolf win, quote unquote, and Apocalypse, like the end of the movie is him landing, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like how the snap, you know, right. is, is and the that end would of Infinity War. Infinity War. So you would have beaten Marvel to that big twist, like, oh shit, the, the hero's lost. Yeah, yeah. And then you just scramble like Infinity War did in Endgame for the first hour or less, depending mm-hmm. on what your mandate was. Well, for and time. then that's when you get the flashpoint. You 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 have the Flash be a more pivotal character where he is sent back to try to warn Bruce or whoever, and it makes sense. It ties into Batman v Superman. This is just yeah. Or even you could even tie into that where Superman becomes like a dictator, and bringing him back was the wrong thing. Yeah. So now yeah, there's you, so many things to do. Right, and they just did the wrong thing. Right. It, they they did a cookie cutter movie, and it, you know it suffered for it. Uh, I have no sympathy for Zack Snyder, uh, the Snyder Cut fans, because this movie was garbage. Why you would want more of it is beyond me. I get, I mean, I I love Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan. I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I, I enjoy seeing them play these characters, but there's nothing, there's nothing to salvage here. You're like, all right, cool, you're going to get Superman in the black outfit. Whoop-dee-doo. You're gonna get some CGI. Awesome. Like, is it really worth worth spending thirty plus million dollars? Uh, to me, it, no. But it depends on how much HBO Max gets. Right, and I think of I think they're really banking on people. I I don't know. You have HBO yeah. Go, HBO, HBO Max. When does it end? But I digress. That is 2017's Zack Snyder slash Joss Whedon's Justice. It was a mess. Uh, I hated it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy your soul. Uh, <laughs> would you like to plug anything? Yeah, we'll do it real fast because this episode is running long, as we tend to do. Um, we don't have Ant to keep us in line. Exactly. Uh, Stranger Damies airs every Wednesday. Uh, new episode up right before this. Um, and They Call Us a Movie, new episode aired on Monday. Um, and then we have um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast is going up on Wednesday. Um, you can catch both of those on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you get a podcast. Um, you'll be able to just search the name and find it. Um, so you got those to look forward to. Um, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all that stuff. Um, be sure to, you know, con- follow us there. Uh, the Game Bowl Podcast uh, has a YouTube channel, um, which you can find on the um, Twitter feed. Um, just go there, like, subscribe, do all the share, all the good stuff you do over on YouTube. Um, and then just, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're getting pretty close to, you know, doing some cool things on the Game Ball Pod, and Stranger Damies is barreling towards mid-level to epic-level stuff. Um, so, good things looking up on, on the podcast there. I love it. Uh, I'm Dan Aquino. You can follow me at Aquino 122 on Twitter. As Mark said, Stranger Damies on Instagram and uh, on Twitter, at Stranger Damies. Uh, please rate and review our podcast on iTunes. It helps us out a lot, and we always appreciate it. 
uh, rate and review all of our podcasts if you have a t- if that if you have a second. Uh, you know why not? We all have time. We're all stuck at home. So yeah, we greatly appreciate it. And this has been they called this a movie with 2017's Justice League directed by Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. So for Mark Myers, I'm Dan Aquino telling Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon to go fuck themselves.